Welcome to another episode of Ask Danny. Well, I tell you, over the years, I have been asked thousands of home improvement questions. So each week here on Ask Danny, I'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions, share a few tips, and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny. This week, my guest is Sandy Frost, a realtor in Mobile, Alabama, working with one of the top producing realtors in town, Roberts Brothers. And she's been an agent for over 30 years and certainly well-known by her popular radio show, Let's Talk Real Estate with Sandy Frost, which has been on the air since 1994. And also, she's a great friend of mine. Sandy, thanks for uh, taking some time out of that busy schedule of yours to talk a little bit about real estate. Hey, Danny, I appreciate you inviting me. Thanks a lot. Well, there's so many things, you know, you and I have uh, known each other many, many years. You've been out there, um, you know, uh, hitting it hard for over 30 years. Boy, I tell you, the real estate business has changed a lot over the years. A lot of cycles involved in the real estate business. Uh, How are some of the things that you're doing now much different than what you've done in the past? Well, I think that the Internet and a lot of technology has been uh, maybe one of the biggest factors and changing um, how we do things. Uh, We used to predominantly advertise in print because that's all there was. Mm -hmm. And it used to take up to a month to get the advertising in front of the public. Mm -hmm. Well, now, once the information hits the internet, gets in the multiple listing system or on my website or my company's website, it just takes minutes and it's syndicated everywhere, even places that I have absolutely no idea that it's there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and people are kind of spoiled by all of that, the instantaneous nature of that and, you know, not having to wait on things. And, boy, the last couple of years have really been intense. And I know different areas of the country, you know, more intense than others, but all of this bidding that's taking place and the housing inventory and things like that, that kind of changes the game a lot, especially when you're talking about this very thing, the instantaneous nature of things, because you're getting bids on houses and things like that unheard of a few years ago. Yeah, it has been uh, very intense, but you know, I love what I do. So it's fun. It doesn't matter what the market is, but it has been a different market, something that uh, none of us had ever seen before. I tend to put houses on the market just before a weekend because more people have an opportunity to go and look at them then. Mm -hmm. And even still, it's not unusual to get a lot of activity during uh, that weekend. I'm, I'm talking like 25 showings, which is a a lot wow. for a weekend yeah. mm-hmm. and to come out of the weekend with a bunch of offers, a dozen offers is not uncommon. And that is what has caused the bidding in 2021. My listings were selling for 107% above uh sale price, yeah. uh, list price. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> and uh, last year they were selling for 103%. Uh, above the list price. So it it keeps the sellers happy, but it's kind of tough on the buyers. Sure. Yeah. Especially if they're, you know, looking for one particular type of house uh, that's in a popular area. Well, there's a lot of others doing that same thing. So, so it's really been a seller's market. You hear that a lot, but um, a buyer's market where, when, when the last buyer's market and what really do those two terms mean? Well, it's all about 
supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Um, when there when there are more buyers than there are, are houses available to sell, it's a seller's market, which is the market right now and what it's been for the last couple of years. Another way of explaining it is a balanced market uh, is considered to have six months of inventory to sell. It's neither a seller's market or a buyer's market. No one has an advantage. Uh, We began this month Mm -hmm. with two months of inventory. It's a strong seller's market. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 20 and 21, there were times when we had less than a month's worth of inventory. So the inventory has increased a bit, but it's still not nearly enough uh, for what we really need. And, 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 you know, that's where the challenge in really deciding what a house is worth. And I know you you have to do a little counseling with people because, uh, you know, a lot of times people have heard this story and this story about people getting some, you know, ridiculous offers. And maybe they tend to go a little high on it. And uh, uh, so I guess that does uh, take a lot of counseling and expertise on your behalf to guide those sellers and making sure they put it at the right price. But what do you tell someone, a prospective seller and how to really determine what their house is worth? Well, what I do that's a little different is I do two appointments. Most agents do one, but I want to I want to see the house before I do a market analysis. And it's the market analysis and the agent's experience uh, in understanding that uh, that that plays here. First I look at uh, recent comparable sales. Uh, because those are factual. Um, a buyer and a seller have a, agreed on that price, and, uh, and a bank appraiser has validated it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also look at the actives because that's what buyers do, and it's an opportunity to see how the competition is priced. And I also look at expireds because they failed to sell, and that also tells a story. Now, regarding sellers that want to bump up the price, you know, it's their house. I'm going to do what they want me to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to counsel them that I'll give them two options. One is to go with the higher price, which will probably get less activity, or to go with the market value that we've just talked about. And um, what I prefer to do is to, par- to to price it at market value that's based on the most recent sales and let the buyers pump up the price if they're willing to pay more for it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you run into the risk of it not appraising. That's and right. then you've mm-hmm. got a, a real problem if mm-hmm. it doesn't appraise. And it works out a lot better if, if the buyers pump up the price and you have an opportunity to uh, talk to an appraiser about the kind of activity that you had mm-hmm. and that you chose the offer that seemed to be the, the best opportunity. That's what I do. 
And, and of course, it's so um, necessary that the house be in good shape. And, you know, some people that live in their home, they may not notice some of the things that need to be done prior to putting it on the market. I always admired you for taking the time with um, perspective, uh, with, with sellers to say, in my professional opinion, here are five things, 10 things I would recommend you do. Um, and what are some of those essential things, things that you absolutely need to do before you put your sign in their yard? Well, it's important to have it look good from the street, to have curb appeal, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the buyer's first impression. So, you know, I, I suggest that they pressure wash the outside. Uh, if there's peeling paint, they need to paint it, uh, trim the bushes, freshen up the flower beds, clean the front door, uh, paint or stain the door, mow the lawn, edge it. And then um, inside, pack up to declutter. I mean, none of us live the way people buy houses. <laughs> That's uh, right. You know, I mean, <laughs> That's right. We just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I recommend that they clean off the countertops and the kitchen and, and the bathrooms, declutter. Mm-hmm. Room of thumb is no more than three things on a smooth surface. Mm-hmm. Um, straighten up the closets, pack up stuff. You're going to move anyway, so you might as well, you know, <laughs> That's right, do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remove some furniture because quite often people have too much furniture in the rooms, so the rooms look small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, less is best when you're selling a house. Sure, sure. Uh, paint or touch up. Uh, neutral is going to appeal to more people. Clean the baseboards. Boy, I'm a bugger on baseboards. I agree it with you there. Uh-huh. It makes a house look newer. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Uh, which is really what a buyer wants is a new house, but mm-hmm. they can't afford it or can't find one. Maybe replace some flooring if it's necessarily. And the biggest thing is thoroughly clean the house. Mm-hmm. Um, now, most of this is elbow grease and time. Sure. And, you know, and if somebody is out to get top dollar for the house, then we take a look at what houses have so, had have had to do. Uh, in their neighborhood or a comparable neighborhood in order to get that top dollar, you know, with what they did to their kitchens or bathrooms or all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, all professions have, um, you know, good good people and average people and so forth. Uh, Same way with um, the realty community. Um, How would you say a homeowner, if they don't know any realtors whatsoever, um, how's the best way to find the the person that you're going to be able to communicate with and that'll do the right job for you? How, How do you start out on that? Most of the business that I do now is through referrals Mm -hmm. from uh, past clients. So consequently, asking your friends if they have any any experience with a realtor is is a great way to find a good agent. But if you feel like you want to ask an agent a list of questions, I would ask them, how's the local market? Real estate is local. Um, you hear a lot of negativity in the media about what the market is like, and it's not necessarily what your market is like. Um, Mobile has a great market now, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily everywhere. Uh, and I would ask, is now a good time to sell my home and, and why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another would be, why should I buy or sell with you? Mm-hmm. Once I decide to hire you to sell my house, what happens next? 
How often will I hear from you? And do you have a written marketing plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it definitely is communication too. You got to have someone, just like hiring someone to be a contractor in your house. You want to make sure, sure. that you're going to communicate with them. They're going to get back with you. That you got a good rapport. Uh, that they c- can sell the type of house that you know, you have some people, you know, maybe specialize in smaller ones or larger ones or whatever. So I think um, all of that, taking your time and feeling comfortable with that. But Sandy, isn't it just exciting as can be when you help that first time homeowner? Now, they may require a little more handholding in that kind of thing and a little more explanation of all of these real estate terms. But isn't that cool when they when they get up from that closing table, they've got the keys in their hand and they're headed to the store to buy a bottle of champagne. Isn't that a lot of fun? And they got a great big smile on their face. Yes, they do. (laughs) Absolutely. They are so excited and they're so fun to work with. And it's a new, completely new experience for for them. And they, they normally ask you a lot of questions. And I make sure that they're understanding my answer to the question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because some of it is kind of complicated, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's terms and it's things that they just haven't been exposed to in everyday life. You know, when you're, you know, talking about the the different aspects of it and going through it and the disclosures and things like that, it it takes a little bit of a explanation if you haven't been through it. Absolutely, we have a, a graph that takes them through the process, and I always use that. Uh, it's kind of like a roadmap, mm-hmm. and it covers all the things that are gonna that are going to happen or could happen, and we talk about it. Well, i tell you what, my um, my mother-in-law, um, who has passed away many years ago, was a, was a realtor for a long time, and boy, she told me all kinds of stories, all kinds of situations. Uh, those out-of-town um, buyers or sellers that impose on you guys to do just about anything from lining up a yard guy to, to get the dry cleaning sometimes. Uh, but one of, one of the stories I remember hearing, and I assume it's true, I don't know if it happened to a realtor around here or whatever, but uh, they had um, just uh, only been um, licensed for about a month, uh, and they were doing an open house, which, um, you know, many, many of the uh, newer realtors uh, really do a lot of those open houses. And anyway, so they, there was a note on the listing to make sure they did not let the cat out. <laughs> so they um, just, she was, you know, um, had her open house and she was going around and she was closing everything up and she got on the front porch. She was just about to close and there was a cat. She says, oh, how did that cat get out? So she, you know, here, kitty, kitty, put the cat back in, locked the door and left. Well, she got a call um, late that night from the homeowner that had gotten home. And the cat had completely destroyed about $10,000 worth of blinds, just went berserk inside. And and she said, well, you know, it was your cat. I told you. Well, no, that wasn't our cat. That was a neighborhood cat. Our cat was under oh, the bed. I know. I've heard so many cat <laughs> stories about cats getting, you know, cats getting out. They got out around the agent. Uh-huh. The agent saw the cat, but not enough to be able to tell which one it was mm-hmm. if there were three of them standing there. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's always there's a lot of stories involved in that. I remember um, her telling me one of uh, because you know, and I know you say this to him all the time. It's not closed until it's closed. You know, That's right. not closed you know, because there's so many things that come up with surveys and appraisals and and even one where the, my mother-in-law experienced where it was a fairly difficult sale. Um, you know, buyers and sellers not getting along really really well. They finally had the deal. They finally were headed to the closing office, closing agent. 
and there was a note on there, um, curtains in the living room do not are not included in the sale. So the, the buyer said, if I don't get those curtains, I'm not buying this. Well, you're not getting that. I told you that you're going to blah, Boom, they walked out the door and the, and the sale the sale was off because, you know, I mean, curtains can be expensive. So it could have been a $10,000 decision. But uh, that's the kind of thing I always tell people that are going through it. Uh, and you try to separate the emotion from buying, yeah. which is just about impossible. And I know you're very good at that to be able to, you know, tell them about reality, tell them what can happen. You know, don't get your hopes up yet. Don't go, you know, buy that new car with money that you think is coming your way or any of those kind of oh, things. Yeah, but, I tell them, especially young buyers. I sound like a broken record. Don't spend any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for when sure. Buy groceries. That's yes. right. That's right. That's right. Well, Sandy, uh, we could go on and on and on, and I certainly appreciate you being with me on this podcast today. And we'll have to have to do this again. Best of luck to you, and I certainly look forward to to seeing you soon. I hope. Well, thanks a lot. I look forward to seeing you too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. You take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. So remember, next time you have a question, ask Danny.